knows nothing can understand nothing. Plunge deeper into the darkness and your heart will grow even stronger. Good tidings, everybody, and welcome to Ansem Report Podcast number 36. Dang. This is the 36th episode of the Ansem Report Podcast. I am here, as always, with my brother, Jason. Hello. And I'm Mike, and I'm wearing my uh, Hot Topic hoodie, my Riku mm. Hot Topic hoodie. That Looking fits, fresh. It fits me very good. My stomach does definitely not bulge out of it. You look just like Riku, actually. I Honestly, when I put this on, I feel like Riku. I feel like I can smell the darkness. <laughs> yeah. I can smell it all over you darkness anyway uh we got what's projected to be a little bit of a shorter episode this week we there's not a whole lot to talk about and we just got back from a trip uh 10 hour drive from where we live to tennessee yeah to uh spend a couple days at a music festival where we saw acts like the killers and the foo fighters yes and other acts you probably never heard of yeah um because we're cool music nerds but so we're pretty tired. We spent all day yesterday driving, and so we didn't have a lot of time for podcast prep. So we're going to talk about a couple theories from the Discord. Okay. We're going to talk about the question of the week, which was, what's your favorite... Block in Minecraft? What's your favorite block in Minecraft? No, it's what's your favorite Kingdom Hearts 1 memory. Reminder here at the top of the show, you can still enter to win one of the three Keyblade Charms, Terra, Ven, or Aquas, the Wayfinder Trio, uh... By going into our Discord, clicking the link below and joining, and commenting in the question of the week what your favorite Kingdom Hearts game is and why. Uh, that's still till October 1st you can do that. Yes. Uh, so this is the is this the last podcast that will come out before that? Yeah. Yeah, because the they'll, it will be October by yeah. next Friday. Uh, also, we released a Q&A video uh, that a lot of people like. There's a lot of talk about Jason's feet. You can check it out on our YouTube channel. And actually, I think I did just put it out, um, just the the audio on the podcast feed. So you can get that if you'd okay. like. I think I labeled check it, it out. I labeled it episode 36 in point two, but really it should be 35.2, so I might fix that. Because mm. uh, this is episode 36. And uh, it has both parts in the audio version. The second part of the video one comes out tomorrow, if you're listening to this podcast on Friday. So check that out. Uh, if you want us to do another Q&A video, you can always go on the Discord and hit up that Q&A section. Speaking of Discord, we got some wild people in this Discord. You're all fucking insane. You're all, you're all animals. You're all crazy. You started making unions without us when we were gone on, on, our, our, on vacation. On vacation. Uh, I will tell you guys, while I love your energy, we will not be making unions at this time. We don't want to divide us. We want to be connected. Yeah, the Master of Masters hasn't said that there's unions, so there's not unions. We're basically waiting for Addison to tell us there's unions, so, yeah. and he hasn't said so, so we're, there'll be no Until unions. further notice, I, I all unions uh, the people that are false said they were in my union, uh, but my union has nothing to do with Jiminy Cricket, and so people that were spreading that misinformation... Banned. Uh, you're banned. Um, there will be no Jiminy Cricket in any of the unions, as no. far as I'm concerned. Um, well, the unions don't exist. Because the unions don't exist. There's no unions. We are not forming a union. Please don't go No unionizing. No okay. unionizing. Okay? <laughs> uh, no, no, you guys are really funny. We, we, uh, yeah, it was good laugh. If you were on the Discord, you saw they, they went real wild. There were feet pics floating around. and Yeah. 
There was uh, lots of nominee gun emo. Well, there's also like, oh, this union's this and this union's that, and it's like they were taking a lot of liberties with what they know about us. That's true too. It, was, it all stemmed from the Q and A because it was like, oh, I think they have a sister, or you know. So yeah. if these are questions you want to know the actual answers to, throw them in the Q and A section. Right, and we'll answer them. The same. This ain't get to know the spaghetti bros. This is Kingdom Hearts. This is the Answer Report podcast. But we're willing to do the, the Q&A, too, right. if you guys throw those questions in there. We didn't mention this last week, but our Audible ad uh, was done by Master Vodqua, also known as Hallelujah. Yes. Uh, we didn't mention that, but she, she did a very good Aqua impression. She sent it to us all on her own, so that was really nice. We appreciated that. Um, this week, we have a, we have a Blue Kingdom uh, and, some, and some Report Report coming at you nice but before we dive into any of that i got a big old theory posted in our discord a fatty it um the only way i could describe it is thickums mm. part of the problem is you guys post way too much in our discord yeah, <laughs> stop fucking interacting in our right discord, stop dude. interacting so much this is my fucking Discord. <laughs> well, part of the problem is, and I don't like, you know, I'm not here to rein people in. You know what I mean? That's Tara's job, and she's doing poorly. <laughs> but um, you guys are posting stuff in the wrong, sh- the wrong shit. That's true. A little you know, bit. It's hard, though, because it's like... It's like you're having a conversation with someone. I get it. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not here to, uh, to police you. Well, it's also hard because it's like to go from one channel to the other. It's a little jarring. I saw some people were in voice channels yesterday. Yeah. So that's cool. People are actually chatting. Yeah, they were demanding me to come into the channel. Me too, and I I was busy. Yeah, I saw there was an app for me. Like, there was the the one, like, the notification. Clicked on it, and I was like, I'm fucking tired, man. We had just (laughs) driven for nights. Anyway, Marty of Karim. Shout out to Marty. What up, Marty? Of Karim. Haven't heard from you in a while. Hope you're doing well. Yeah, well... Marty's got a lot to hear from now. Okay. And Marty says, been doing some digging into some preconceived notions. And it has the picture of Zigbar slash Luju saying, yeah, but some time ago I had to cast away my old form away. And then it says, been through plenty more semblances since, but it's still me underneath it all. Those are two lines he says in the secret movie. Okay. So Marty of Karim says, This resulted in many beliefs that Zigbar, sorry not calling him by his other name, you can't make me, has been possessing bodies like Xehanort did with Terra. Although firstly, that's an assumption based on wording, and secondly, such is extremely inefficient. Assuming that the Keyblade War was at least 100 to 300 years ago, lowballing it heavily, by the way, it means that Zigbar would need around three to nine vessels, three if he didn't care about age, nine if he did. Now, this doesn't change the notion that he did such, but two factors dramatically decrease the probability of him actually having done such. Firstly, when I say three to nine vessels, I'm meaning three to nine keyblade wielders. Such is due to how Xehanort specifically tried to possess Terra due to how he was a keyblade wielder and because he had a less aged body. Your darkness shall be the arc that sustains me. It's a quote. Thus, likely meaning that in order to possess someone, it's very likely that they must have enough darkness for the perpetrator to control the body. If the perpetrator is unable to, they seem to lose control of the Keyblade. Mm. If Xehanort wanted, he could have just invaded the heart of a villain with so much darkness in their heart that they were the perfect vessel, and bingo, new vessel. But he didn't. Instead, he aimed for a Keyblade wielder, which seems to be more of a requirement than Xehanort going, oh, why not? What could go wrong? Because he is far mentally and heart 
heartily, <laughs> oh, I see what they did there, heartily stronger than the vessels he could use that have darkness of tears level. Chances are he didn't use Vanitas because he lacked part of his heart and was weaker due to it. But here comes the main reason why I believe a possession of a body is something that is a requirement for what Zigbar has done. With this new power, I uncovered a corridor of darkness that connects the realm of nothingness to the outside world. While it's still difficult to come and go as I please, my banishment is now a thing of the past. To deceive Xehanort and my apprentices, I used my power to charge, change form before returning to the realm of light. Anyone with powers of darkness can change their appearance to find whatever, whatever they find suiting. That's a that's a that's a uh uh the the quote was from a Ansem report hmm. where it was Ansem the wise speaking I believe. Marty goes on here. The concept of Zigbar going everywhere possessing people like it's nobody's business is a bit too much of a presumption in my opinion. It's going and siding with a method far more difficult and a nuisance over one practical only because the former method is more known about. Here's another quote. Spanning the ages and body after body, life after life, my task has been to keep vigil over the eye. As it passes from hand to hand, it has been a long time. If you really want to believe that he's possessing people, go for it. But I have one simple question. How is he possessing bodies when he lacks a keyblade? Dun, dun, dun. Well, what do you mean? That's what he says. How is, how, he... How, does, well, how is he lacking a keyblade? Well, he didn't have no name. Right, yeah, but like if he's, he, like, Brag isn't a keyblade wielder. Right, but Luju is. Right. He passed that down. Like, earlier in the theory, I I, I didn't want to, like, say anything because I thought maybe, like, it was going to, like, be answered. But if he's he's not possessing keyblade wielders, Bragg's not a fucking keyblade wielder. Mm. So you're saying he doesn't have to possess keyblade wielders? No, he could just possess somebody who has darkness. So you're, there's a lot more to this theory, so... Okay. You're trying you're trying to stomp it right now? No, I, that's why I was saying I wasn't trying to I wasn't trying to say anything I'm not like, trying to ruin this. It just didn't it didn't Okay. So Anyway, anyway, anyway. Wait a minute. I think I think he's moving on to a different theory anyway. So you're saying I guess his point was that they're supposed to be keyblade wielders, but is there somewhere that says they're supposed to be no. keyblade wielders cuz no. I don't remember that either. Well, and it's also weird that, like, like if Zigbar, like, possessed somebody, like, unless he can just straight up give them that Keyblade and then the Keyblade doesn't... It, it's weird because in KH1, it's like, oh, the Keyblade chooses you type thing. Mm-hmm. And if he passes it down and then changes body, like, possesses somebody else, he doesn't have it anymore. But, like, when Xehanort possesses Terra, he still has no name. Right. Yeah, that's that a little is, weird. It's inconsistent with the way they do well, it. Well, and it's also like, at, well, at one point there's like multiple no names too. Well, and also I, this happens a lot, especially in in all lore that people like overanalyze and, and yeah. go through. But there's not always like a set rule for everything that happens. Yeah, like the rules can be broken. Right. Like there's not always like, well, they have to do it this way because that's the way they did it before. Like that doesn't necessarily. Yeah. Like now this is because Nomura didn't know he was writing a whole full-fledged story after Kingdom Hearts 1. But like um, Riku would have a Keyblade because Terra. Right? Yeah. Sora gets the Keyblade because... 
Well, it was like because Riku was like unavailable as like a vessel of that Keyblade or whatever. Right. It's bullshit. And then it, 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 people it, say, oh, well, it was actually because of Ven as well. Right. And then Ven leaves and then it's like, uh. Right. So now people are not saying. Not everything has to follow like these specific rules. Yeah. This is like a made up universe that. It's also kind of like in the Matrix where it's like there's the set rules and then the rules just didn't apply. Well, and you like. You can use what happens previously to try and like figure out what's going on, but that doesn't mean it's in this like it's absolutely what happened. Yeah, like it. It doesn't mean something else can't happen. It's I not guess like one equals one. It's like one sometimes equals one. Right. <laughs> it's like one equaled one this time. Yeah. But it might not next time. It might not. The next time you press enter, you might get a different number. Right. Anyway, that's that's what the Nomura story is like. Math that doesn't always makes sense math without logic yeah moving on marty marty goes on all right so this next one's kind of a two-parter there these are just speculation and manners and manners of which some things might work out nothing i declare is absolute fact unlike the previous topic yikes Yikes. already debunked (laughs) so he's talking about merlin's uh hyperbolic time forest okay Pretty overpowered place, but that's something everyone already knows. What I find to be extremely intriguing, though, is how Merlin can do it because of his magic. That generally means anyone with immensely high magic can do this, do this, access this place. Since Merlin does nothing like this in the movies, in this would be more of a KH Cannon thing, and thus possibly have some relevance. My wacky idea is this: this is Daybreak Town. But Marty, you dummy, that's in Kingdom Hearts. We see it. My response is simply that we see some of it, and we see it underwater, which implies it's fallen to darkness and whatnot. After all, the Keyblade War summons Kingdom Hearts, and no point in summoning something that's inside of that you're inside of. That's impossible. I believe that they're in the exact same place, but then you ask, where is the town then? Where are the remnants? So he showed the picture of um, I- Ira, Ira, the unicorn man, yeah. standing on the hill overlooking the Daybreak Town Tower. Mm-hmm. And then Lee and Kyrie sitting on the rock looking at the sunset, and he's saying they're the same place. Okay. Uh, so, Secret Anthem Report 5 of Kingdom Hearts 2 says, In this realm where all existence has been disintegrated, I, just, I have just barely managed to preserve my sense of self by continuing to think and to write. It is a place where even, all, when even time has lost all meaning. Eternity is as but a moment here. I must make haste. Certainly their plans are already underway. The Heartless must be the key to unraveling this mystery. I think everything just got overgrown, and I think those with immensely powerful magic or other means are able to access this place, including the Master of Masters. It explains how the guy is able to live for long periods of time with no change in his voice and thus seemingly his age, with one of the visitors of this place being Anson the Wise. So he's saying that anyone can go there if they have strong enough magic. You don't agree with that? Uh, it's a theory. It's a theory. I don't think it'll ever be answered. Mm. Yeah, you think it's just... <laughs> I think it's just like... Something Nomira doesn't find important, so he's yeah. not going to talk about it. Well, and it's also just like, they're in this this place where they can train, and it's kind of right, like... Right, it's just for pop. It's just like a well, projection. It's like, it's like in Dragon Ball Z, they don't explain why the hyperbolic time chamber exists, or why right. no one uses it for something better than, hey, we're going to train a lot. Yeah, it's just so they could power up those characters to catch up. It's like using an XP cube in Marvel Ultimate Alliance Three. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, one counter to such concept is the suggestion that it's actually meaning that he's actually meaning the Dark Realm. But I have two counters to such a 
counter, one that in all honesty makes me 100% believe Ansem is referring to the place Axel and Kyrie are. He has not learned the power of darkness yet, and thus cannot enter the Dark Realm and traverse such using the pathways. And if he did actually do such, he could have merely done such at the end of KH2 when he got trapped there. Also in regards to the time slowing, he says that a moment in there is basically like an eternity out of it. Although such is likely an exaggeration, but if you don't believe it and take it at face value, it matches the place Merlin sent Kyrie and Axel to. I don't know if I believe that. Because Aqua spent a ton of time in the Realm of Darkness, and that's why... She hasn't aged. She didn't age, and she just... It takes a long time for a moment to pass there. Yeah. Now... And it's also like it it, it could seem like a different amount of time. Because it... Time is relative. Right. Well, and it's also like when you play uh, 0.8 or whatever, like the Fragmentary Passage or whatever, Burst by Sleep. 0.2. 0.2. Uh, two point eight, two point eight, zero point two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you have them together, when you play it, Aqua, it's like from when she enters the dark realm, from the from the extra ending of Birth by Sleep. Yeah, so it's from the extra ending of Birth by Sleep, right after. Yeah, right after she beats Terranor, and then by the end of the game, it's the end of Cage One. Right, that's a long time. Right. So it's right. It's all relative. Yeah, time's all relative. Well, um, and I, I'm pretty sure they say like time is different in the in the dark realm. Like right. somebody says, probably Mickey. Time's different in the dark realm. Yeah, huh. maybe I can leave Aqua here a long time and nobody will notice. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> now now there is one go? thing I will concede. Marty continues, if those are bones at the beach, he shows a picture of the dark realm, uh, where it looks like there's some bones. Mm-hmm. Which they looks like they probably are. It does fit the description of a world that died by being disintegrated. Which, if that's the case, hey, some nice info about the realm of darkness, I guess. But would heartless count as existing? Odd topic. Although after pondering it more, I honestly side with the belief that the realm of darkness was where Ansem was, and him being trapped in BBS is a plot hole. I think he's referring to. Like Ansem in that report, right, is referring to the dark realm. I don't think he's referring to the place I don't where either. they trained. Well, because it's also like he's talking about the heartless, and that's like assuming that the heartless are in that place too. And it's like okay, well then, the, are, is it like? I I was thought he was going with it was a sleeping world, because it's like oh, it's fallen into darkness. Right, they did like a sleeping hole or whatever, but. It's said that it's, like, because of Merlin's magic, so who knows? Right. Right, and it's, like, I don't know. I, I, I think we're looking too much into that. I mean, his point... I don't point, think that that place really matters. Right. His point is that, why well, it's a really beautifully rendered scene. Why do that just to... It's... The scene is designed... To remind you of sitting on the clock tower looking at the sunset in red. Yeah. Because when Axel sees Kyrie and sees Shion when he looks at Kyrie, you know, like it's it's designed to evoke Well, and it's that. also the first time that you see them as well. Right. It's the first time you see them in Kingdom Hearts 3, and I think it's designed to evoke that feeling of without putting them at the clock tower. Like, it, it's a plot thing for them to do while... Sora dicks around in Disney worlds. It, it's it's a thing done in lots of cinematic stuff. Like, for example, in like, uh, like Guardians of the Galaxy, when they talk about Thanos, like, they're 
the area around them is like purple. Like there's like a purple like like shade to it because it, it, it's supposed to like evoke that. And there's a lot of different like other things in cinema have done similar things when right. it's like different filters. And yeah, like yeah, yeah. Um, so Marty goes on, as for the realm where Kyrie and Axel train being the place where Daybreak Town was or where it used to be, I still believe it. Far too pretty to just serve a single scene. It wasn't CGI, at least most of it. Look at Axel crying if you want to see it's not CGI, LOL. What do you say again? He says, look at Axel crying if you want to see if it's CGI or not, LOL. No, 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 but like, say say that. He's saying it's phrase. too pretty to be a single scene and it's not CGI. Like it's not a pre-rendered clip is what he's saying. Uh, so you're saying it's probably like like it was designed to, to it? go there. I don't know about that. Also matches daybreak downs terrain far too much, and it would make sense how there's it would make sense how they're so young Keyblade masters, some being Ven's age. But anyway, if you dare to read my crazed debates within my mind, feel free to. I don't believe anything is fact. Everything is a theory besides the Zigbar thing. <laughs> Anyone who reads this. Can we go over the Zigbar thing one more time, just very briefly? So what he's saying is that Zigbar didn't... Zigbar changed his appearance using darkness. He didn't use different vessels, is what he's saying. We don't even know what he looks like originally. Right. So how can we say that as fact? I don't know. He's saying it's fact. I don't think it's fact, dude. Yeah, I don't think so either. Love you. Appreciate you. You're fucking wrong. He also put a gif, anyone who reads all this, I guess you think you can just psych me out by saying really random stuff. Sora. Classic Sora. No, but I, I enjoyed this. You yeah, know. he's not done. Theory crafting. He's not done. He goes on for a long time. Mm. Well, actually not that much longer. I think we can keep is rolling. There any, is there any other... Okay, so he goes on about the, what he calls the Eternity Realm. Also, in regards to the theory of Daybreak Town and Eternity Realm being the same place, curiously, in the Eternity Realm, the sun is setting, and in Daybreak Town, the sun is rising, making them opposites. Honestly, I just like the concept of the first Keyblade War and the second being, like, 11 hours apart in Realm. They share flowers. That's a thing. I'm not going to say it's good evidence, but hey, it's a small piece of evidence. They do have the same flowers. Yeah. And they're very similar. Like I, I, do I like think it's more likely that Merlin based this area he made off Daybreak Town, then that yeah. it's the same thing. Well, or it's like, oh, this is where like the Keyblade wielders of old used right, to train. Right, right. So he based it off of that. Yeah. Like it's it's like, like a, in another DBZ reference, but this is oldie. The fucking uh, fuck, I can't remember what's called the uh, what are they called? Like the metronomes or whatever. The like metronome room or some shit. Yeah, yeah. It's before the hyperbolic chime chamber. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, they send the Z fighters in to fight the Saiyans, and they basically just get, like, destroyed. Because it's, like, uh, Planet Vegeta, but, like, forever ago. Right, right. I remember that but now. But it's in ruins. I remember that now. Yeah, yeah. Like, the place doesn't exist anymore, but there's still, like, a projection of it. If you die in the game, you die in yeah, real life. You die in real life if you die in the game. All right, so we have a um, strawberry mango has a, another kind of uh, an idea, I guess, is the best way to put it. Um, you wanted it discussed on the podcast. He or she, strawberry mango, I'm not sure. Uh, and this is uh, 
says, anyway, I thought of this when watching the episode with the spinoff game ideas, like talking about our spinoff game. Oh, yeah, yeah. Episode. Kyrie runs off on her own to figure out why Sora disappeared after saving her, starts to believe more and more that it's her fault, and it starts to warp her into a desperate, ruthless fighter. Mm. She trains and trains and purposely seeks people out and starts to get one shotted <laughs> and starts fights to get stronger. Finally, the darkness that grows in her renders her no longer a princess of heart, to which she is relieved, no longer carrying the burden. I know people are going to argue that because Kyrie is a princess of heart, she has no darkness, therefore it can't grow. However, in Ansem Port number one, Ansem the Wise says he believes that darkness is in every heart, no matter how pure. And later in the ports about his experiments and subject X, it talks about how he was practicing increasing the amount of darkness in one's heart. And possibly could have planted some. Also, the fact that the seven plus lights could replace the seven princesses of hearts retconned. The fact that they were, that they have to be pure light since multiple were originally sided with the organization thirteen slash were controlled by darkness. Mm. Anyways, she eventually turns on everyone else, thinking she has to fight them to be the strongest so they won't get hurt by her incapacity to save them, becoming the thing she feared would hurt them. So she gets so strong, she beats Aqua and replaces her as best girl. Hold on here, <laughs> strawberry mango. When she realizes what she has done, she runs away again and gets manipulated by the Master of Masters to play spy, being told it will help her protect them as a way to atone for what she did. After this, Riku realizes that everything is going to crap with Sorogon and goes to find him, resulting in what we see in the secret movie. So what do you think of that? I like it. That's nice dope. little story. That's dope. Gives Kyrie some agency, that's for sure. Yeah. She will never beat best girl. As much as everyone wants Kyrie to be like dope, I don't think it's gonna happen. She's just been like, like benched so many times, dude. Get the Demix treatment. Yeah, she's she got benched, but it's worse because it's like the whole. I've been training just as hard as you, Axel. Well, I think that's what people are upset about too. Is like, why have that there? Well, and like a lot of the press for the game was like, quotes of her saying. Now it's my turn to protect you, Sora. That's true, actually. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, like, they, they presented it. I, I think that's why a lot of people were really upset is because they presented it like it was going to be different. Yeah. I think if they didn't take that um, route, people would be somewhat upset, but I don't think it would be as bad as it is. Yeah. Because most Kingdom Hearts fans are like, they fucked Kyrie. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's very few people that disagree with that. Yeah. You know? I don't know. I, I like Kyrie. She's the least favorite of Kyrie's for me mm. of the three Kyrie's I like Shion and Nominee better mm. but that's because they didn't they haven't really given Kyrie anything to do and not for a while and it's I just don't understand why we did the whole oh Lee and Kyrie get keyblades thing if they weren't going to do anything with it like it almost this is going to be a bad example because I stopped watching this show because I was frustrated with it. And I'm not nearly as frustrated with it as I am in Kingdom well, Hearts. But it's like an arrow when everybody was a superhero suddenly. Oh, uh, this person's... Diggle's a superhero. True, that's true. And uh, uh, Laurel's a superhero now because yeah. her sister died. And uh, the... Uh, uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. Also, Speedy's boyfriend's a superhero. And now Speedy's a superhero. Yeah. Which is funny because she's the voice of Aqua. Uh, yeah. you know, but yeah, that, that's, that's when I stopped watching that show. Now this isn't as bad to me. I still feel like it's cool that Axel has a keyboard, especially if it's like he turns him into chakras thing. Like yeah. he doesn't really like sacrifice what he does. Kyrie, we don't know what she does besides that cool spinny do thing she does in, in the animation when you walk up to her and oh, Axel yeah, fighting yeah. the spinny, where she's just like her planet needs her and she just spins <laughs> off. I feel like I've said that joke like 30 times probably, but, um, 
Okay, 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 okay. Okay, okay. Listen to this. Okay, let me have it. There's the whole theory that because of the hair that Zigbar has lots of similarities to like a Cherithy, right? To the Nightmare Cherithy. Yeah. Specifically. Yes. Also, like Luju, we don't ever see him like in order to have the whole like body like shape it's not necessarily needed, right? Right. Because that's what happens in KH1. There's like the body. Yeah, it looks all weird and everything, but it's not necessarily needed, right? right? But if, like, with the darkness, if they can change themselves, like, what their appearances are, you could just say that, oh, like, my... What it could have been is, like, okay, the whole time he's, like, a cheerathy, Right. And that in the in the box, there's just more Cheerithies, like in bottles, right? And he's kind of just, once that Cheerithy body is old or whatever, he switches and then he can just transform himself into like human-like. Right. Yeah, definitely. That's definitely a possibility. And he's he's the Nightmare Cheerithy. I mean, when I saw that tweet of like matching the hair, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, Well, and also like the similarities in how they talk, like the text... And everything, yeah, like of the, the Cheerithies, um, like in in game, right? What, in what, Union Cross. What's what's the thing they both say? It's like they don't say as if because that would be too easy. That's to, too to on sell. the nose, yeah. But they say like um, shit. What is it? It's not like bub, but it's it's, it's something a... <laughs> like that. It's like pal or like yeah, kiddo or kiddo. Something. It's kiddo. It's kiddo. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, moving on. We have an email from Iron Sean. Okay. Shout out to Iron Sean. Says, so I was watching the last cutscene in KH3, and I noticed that the clouds drastically changed direction while Sora and Kyrie are on screen. It looks kind of crazy for it to be a mistake. Have you seen this, and what do you think it could mean? Love the Kingdom Hearts content. Thank you very much. Thank you, Iron Sean. Um, the clouds changed direction drastically. Right. So what he's saying... And I think I've seen this. Have like they're going left, and then they start going right, because then it's like ultra mind fuck. Because it's like, oh, you think he's deteriorating, but they just put the scene in reverse. So he's he's really materializing. He's not dead. <laughs> he was, but now he's back. So that scene is actually way later. <laughs> so now that Jason's crying because we watched the ending again. <laughs> We don't need to debunk everything we don't on this need, channel. I know. We're debunking right now. We're a couple debunkers right but we're now. We're fucking big brain, okay? We are, we are big brains. Everybody that, you know, I'm okay. Not everybody that Insert watches. Insert the Markiplier meme. Okay, it's big brain time. Yeah. Um. So the camera is moving. Those clouds aren't moving at all. Yeah. If you rewatch it if you and re-watch it, look at where they are at in comparison to Sora sun. and Kyrie as well. Right. They, they, they're lined up with the them clouds like the aren't moving time. at all. It's the cameras panning one way. The, fr- the first part where you're seeing it and it, I, I, it fooled me too. I thought the at car, first, I yeah. thought the clouds were moving during that part. And then the second time the camera's panning and it puts the sun right in the middle of them right before he fades away. Um, that's, that's the camera panning the other way. So the camera pans two different directions. It goes yeah. left and it looks like the clouds are moving. And then it closes up of them, and then it pans right to put the sun in between them. Yeah. And um, that's just the camera moving. So the clouds are not moving different directions, unfortunately. They're not moving at all. I will say... 
That would have been fucking dope, though. That would have been, been a dope find. Yeah. Thank you for emailing us on it. Um, also, keep looking for things like that. Also, <laughs> yes, keep looking for things like that. And also, there's something there. We we haven't figured out what that scene's about yet. Yeah. We, we, we there's some weirdness with that, and we're gonna get to the bottom of it. And you and 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 we as people, I mean me, me and you, are gonna get to the bottom of it. And with the help of people from our community in our Discord, like that, mm. keep looking for hints and clues. Yes. We're gonna keep looking too. We're gonna figure out what the fuck happened there. Why is Sora gone? We don't want him gone. Where the fuck is the boy with the key? With we the need blade. the boy with the key with his big duck and dog friend. His all right? giant ass feet and his big old feet. You know I like the big feet. Yep, I I know you like <laughs> the big feet. Uh, so finally, before we take a break, Jason, I'm gonna be just you know walking down the street one day, and I'm gonna just get freaking ganked. I'm gonna get freaking pulled right into a, an alley. By someone in that big ass organization, thirteen cloak, and I'm like, just take my money, don't kill me. And like, no, I know what you want. And they're gonna take their feet out and they're gonna put them all over me, thinking that that's what I want, but that's not what I want. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> all right. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I had uh, Travis Travis Bonahan, who is at Shaggy underscore Pacman on Twitter. Okay. Uh, he, he's he's retweeted our podcast a couple times and recommended to people, and so we really appreciate that. Shoutouts, dude! And he also streams. Ooh, he stre- he's been streaming some Kingdom Hearts and Final Fantasy stuff lately. So okay. check him out if if uh, you got some time and you wanna you wanna Shaggy Pacman, he, Travis Bonahan, Shaggy underscore Pacman. I don't know what his Twitch is, but he uh. he tweets it a lot. So. Um, check yeah, him on Twitter. Check him on Twitter. But he says, "Hey, love your podcast. I'm on episode 31, and I wanted to share my favorite Kingdom Hearts memory." Uh, one of my favorite memories, getting KH2 as an 8th grade graduation gift from my best friend who got me into the franchise and calling him and just talking for hours on end. He and I are still great friends, and I have Kingdom Hearts to thank for, thank for being a part of that. And I would play it every summer until my PS2 crapped out. Oh. I would always call and hang out when a new game came out, too, and just spend weekends playing through them. I've also made many more friends thanks to the franchise slash having Sora as a power friendship role model. So uh, shout, out to, shout out to Travis. He's, he's a cool dude. He's uh, spreading the spreading the gospel of the Answer and Report podcast. Spreading the love. Spreading the love. Bringing us more vessels. All you need is love and vessels. All you need is love and vessels. Sometimes in the same time, sometimes different times. Um, so shout out, shout out to him. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the question of the week. And we are going to have our good friend, Blue Kingdom, Hit us up with a little handsome rapport, rapport, as he would say it in his accent. It wasn't a very good Blue Kingdom accent, was it? No. When I said rapport, I think I was near it, but then Mm. it just just wandered. It was absolutely bollocks. It was bollocks. (laughs) What's your favorite bloke in Minecraft? Anyway, oh, a lot of people asked about joining our Minecraft server. Um, no. Also, it's not really ours. Yeah, it's not our server. It's one of our friends' servers. Yeah, he, he pays be, for it. Yeah, it'd be one thing if like it um, was ours. We we I'd be interested in possibly setting up a Minecraft server down the road with you guys, but we got to figure out the best way of doing that. Yeah, and uh, maybe, maybe where maybe we just we build could, Kingdom Hearts stuff. Yeah, maybe we could like stream the first time we all get on. Oh yeah, we could do some streaming with it. We yeah. should stream and meme and yeah, stream and meme and streaming yeah. and meme and that's what we do. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Anyway, we'll be right back, folks. Yeah, we'll be right back.
question of the week. It's the question of the question of the week. It's question of the week. Question of the week. Question of the week. It's the question of the week. Question of the week. Okay, you're not even looking for the question, question of the weeks right now. <laughs> of the week. No, I got him. Hi, everybody. We're back. Good tidings. Welcome back to End Support Podcast number 36. Our podcast is what I just said. I don't know if you heard that. Um, also, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Skirt. Skirt. <laughs> hold on. Last week, I said, and Sean report podcast as a little like meme nod to the those weirdos in the podcast where everybody was changing their name to in Sean. The Discord, yeah. In the Discord. It's fucking confusing. Like, I, it was a meme for a minute. It's fucking confusing now. We have. We, I get there was multiple Sean's. We literally have name? four people named Sean, like cool. not that aren't like. But it's me. fucking confusing. I have to be like, wait, which who is this? Who is that? Right. To the point where I'm like, I, it's 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 like I don't know who I'm talking to right now. Right. Right. It it is a little confusing. However, I reference and Sean report podcast, and then in the Discord, all I saw was, oh, it was Jason that referenced and Sean. Right. Let's join Jason's union. Jason's the cool <laughs> one with the feet. You know what? I want the credit. <laughs> I said and Sean report podcast. It was my bit. I wrote it. I told Jason what to say. It he was also, a bit. He also did it twice. I also <laughs> did it twice because we fucked up the start of the podcast <laughs> last week. All right. It was my bit. Give me credit. Uh, anyway, question also, of the week. Also, also. What? How am I Spike? Yeah, whoever, who messed that up? Nominated. <laughs> it's best girl. Yeah, someone thought you were Spike. I, I believe. I, I See, I don't fucking know because everyone keeps changing their goddamn name. Right. Okay, so. I think it you was nominated Jason as best girl. Slash JK. Slash, slash J. Jay. Slash Jace. Zigbar. Jace. That's you. I am Mike or Spike. <laughs> um, <laughs> together. I can already see a meme being made of the like. <laughs> don't give him ideas. Uh, I can already see the meme where it's like <laughs> the, 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 the secret movie, the. I haven't heard that name in a long time. Yeah, yeah. And it's Spike, but then it's me. (laughs) God damn it. They're going to do that now. Um, We are both the Spike Getty bros. And maybe that's where it was confusing. Yeah. Because I don't know if anybody's ever seen, like, the shitty Super Mario Brothers movie. (laughs) But in that movie, they're named Mario Mario and Luigi Mario. (laughs) I'm Spike Spike Getty, and you're JK Spike Getty. Yes. That's, that's, okay, that's what it is, all right? Yes. If someone asks me in the Q&A, I will tell you why that's our name. But I'm not going to answer it right here. Yeah. you got to save the premium yeah, content exactly. for the premium stuff. You know that's, what a, that's OG lore. That's OG lore. We can't just drop lore without being yeah, asked yeah. In, a, in a Q&A video, okay? Anyway, <laughs> question of the week. The question of the week this week was, what's your favorite Kingdom Hearts 1 memory? Because last week was Kingdom Hearts 1's birthday. Happy <sighs> late birthday, Kingdom Hearts 1. Not Final Mix, just a regular. Yeah. So, Jason, why don't you think of your memory? And I'm going to read. I think um, I already have mine. Before we get to that, actually, <laughs> I, do, I already have mine. <laughs> Before we get to that, uh, Master Vodqua, also known as Hallelujah, said, don't read mine on air. So I'm going to read it on air. <laughs> and it was the question of the week from last week. Also, 
remember to enter the contest, you can answer the question of the week from <laughs> two weeks ago on there. Silly of you to think you could control our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> nice try. <laughs> All right. So Master Vodka says, you don't need to read mine on air because it's super long and I'm not entering the contest. Kingdom Heart 2 Final Mix. Yes, I'll be that guy. Goofy fucking dies. End of argument. Now, for real, Kingdom Hearts 2 came out relatively fast after the first game and even faster after Com. The game introduced us to new characters right off the bat. Roxas knew nothing about what was going on, and for anyone who hadn't played the first game, neither did you. So it took its time explaining it to you until you had enough information to play as Sora. The game gives Sora several driving forces that Kingdom Hearts 3 lacked. In Kingdom Hearts 2, Sora is looking for Riku, trying to stop Organization 13, figure out who Roxas is, save Kairi, and return home. All of this while defeating Heartless and protecting worlds. This gives us gives a lot of urgency to the game, which always keeps you coming back, even when you're stuck on a boss fight. And oh, the boss fights. The Battle of Hollow Bastion is definitely a mid-story climax, which lends a lot of credence to how well the game is paced. You visit each world twice each time with different objective, giving depth to the connection Sora has with each character. Then you boss fight after boss fight, and they are all so different. Each fight leaves you wanting more, and you get it. After the last boss fight, you see Sora helping Riku to carry on as the two of them reconcile on the beach out of the dark margin. Sora's story could have a bittersweet ending. He completed all of his, all his objectives, save for going home. He accepts that is content with having achieved most, but not all. Of course, they end up back home with help from Kyrie, and the story has a full, complete happy ending. Even the post-credit cut scene gives us a cliffhanger, which we were left with for so long. It was perfectly vague for us to speculate. And even if we never got another game, people could be happy knowing that the three of them were off on another adventure. This game has the best setup and pacing of any of the others. The emotional beats land, and the game has a lot of content that keeps you entertained. But fuck those little heartless cars that beat you up. Fuck those. Yeah. We hate the heartless cars too, Master Vakwa. Yeah. We hate them. But then I learned about the boy, Zach Braff. Yeah, uh, our boy Chicken <laughs> Little helps with those. Chicken that's a, that's a, that's a yeah. pro tip. Pro tip, pro tip. Chicken Little throws gumballs at those motherfuckers fucks and they're up. done. Or is it baseballs? Uh, it might be a baseball. He, well, he does baseballs. He does a yeah, right. They're baseballs. Yeah, I, a, I was thinking gumballs, but they were baseballs. He goes yeah. Yeah. Um. Shout out to Chicken Little. And then he does have like the like marbles or gumballs or like firecracker, whatever the fuck is going on. There. Oh yeah, he throws like little balls on the ground, but yeah. that's not what he does to stop the the cars. It's no, the baseballs. No. He does stop the cars. Pyah! Yeah, that's right. Anyway, moving on to this question of the week. Our first answer is from Ghost Type. Shout out to Ghost Type. There are so many great Kingdom Hearts one moments. Getting your ass beat by Riku on Destiny Islands. Jason knows all about that. <laughs> Destiny Islands actually being playable. You're stupid, Sora at Riku in Neverland. <laughs> when Riku says there can only be one Keyblade wielder, that aged well. Getting to play as Heartless Sora. Kyrie having an actual personality. And on a more serious note, the I'll come back to you and I know you will scene that entire oh. sequence with Kyrie and Destiny Islands still gives me chills. That is 100% a right answer. I, I agree with that. I'm going to Nomura that comment through Nomura on there. Can I do mine? Yeah, go ahead. Let's, let's, let's hear your favorite Kingdom mine Hearts one memory. is the f- like getting really far in the game and then being like, I don't want to finish the game yet. I'm liking it too much. And then like going back to the other worlds, right? Mm-hmm. But going back to Merlin and then just summoning a bunch of shit. Like I'm like a kid. Like, right. I'm like probably like, you eight destroyed or nine those tables, old. the dining room furniture. I just, you? I fucking summon like Mushu and shit, and I just go crazy. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Sir Bamalot says... I like to bam. 
That's what My says. favorite KH1 moment would simply be the first time I played it. I played it when they were all remastered onto the PS4. I originally had only watched Blue Kingdom play, so it was nice to finally be able to play it myself, and I was pretty chuffed when I completed it. Bonus worst memory, Racing Riku. If it weren't for Blue Kingdom doing that part for me, I'd never bloody left Destiny Island. <laughs> also not entering the contest for obvious reasons. The prizes were literally in my living room a little while back. LOL. Thank you, Sir Bamalot, for the, uh, Thank you. the answer. The box says... The box. All the visits to Traverse Town and discovering all its secrets as the game progresses and Sora gets new abilities. I may have said that I don't replay KH games for the gameplay, and by that I meant the combat system. But I surely played KH1 multiple times because of how lovely the original worlds are. Traverse Town in general is a gem of is a gem of game design when it comes to hub worlds, in my opinion, and its thematical relevance is amazing. It was Sora's first step away from his island, but it was also the first step of the adventure for the player. Exploring it while that godly tune plays in the background is one oh, of the yeah. fondest memories I have of the first game. S tier. S plus, dude. <laughs> when I was a kid, I enjoyed it so much that I used to say I was from Traverse Town when playing Pretend in my backyard. Oh, that's wholesome. That is wholesome. Many hub worlds have come and gone in the Cage series, but Traverse Town really remained close to my heart. Also a little bit sad. Only Daybreak Town and Lindblom from Final Fantasy IX come close to the same level of feeling welcomed and at home in a video game world to me. It's a little sad. Why is it sad? it's like Traverse Town is like, you know, the people like who've lost their homes. And if that's where you're from... Just yeah, is anybody just, really from Traverse Town? It's just kind of a little sad. It's like, oh, yeah, it's a little sad. There's, a, there's like a read between the lines, the lions. Read, read between the lions. Yeah. Uh, That's the name of my band. Read between the lines. <laughs> Skittles for Hannah says probably when Leon beat the crap out of Sora because he wouldn't share his new toy. Okay. Yeah. It's a good answer. I will take the Keyblade from you. Gunbladed. Yeah, dude. He just, like, fucking... That might be one of the best way. moments, too, is, like, you know, going into the uh, the different cups and then being like, what the fuck? I have to fight Cloud. What yeah. the fuck? I have to fight Leon and Yuffie. Yeah. What the fuck? That was pretty cool. Sephiroth! Sephiroth! Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty cool, especially, like, because, like, there was no reason for them to render Yuffie as, like, a fightable character, right? Yeah. But they did just for that. So yeah. that was really cool. Um, the Ice Titan! What the Then the Ice Titan. Uh, that is a cool... I was actually... When I said my moment, I was going to mention the Ice Titan because, like, you click it and it's question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. Yeah. And then this motherfucking hand comes up. And then you're yeah. like, what the fuck? I'm fighting the Ice Titan! <laughs> and then, now it, he's and not then you, as, get, you get blown away. <laughs> right. He's not as fun to fight yeah. as he is, like, a cool spectacle, you know? But yeah. none of the Titans are really that fun to fight, so I don't blame him. Yeah. Well, yeah, like, it, it's just, it's hard. Right. Right. But, um, yeah, I really, I really enjoyed that moment. This might, it might not be my favorite Kingdom Hearts moment, one moment, but it's definitely one I was going to mention. Uh, it's up there. Meteor Phoenix says, the Hollow Bastion intro still sticks with me. Wait, is it Meteor, like that's more meat, or Meteor? Meteor. Okay. Like, like a, a rock coming I needed from the to sky. Be, I needed to be <laughs> sure. Meteor Phoenix. Mm. <laughs> it's a meteor bird. <laughs> the Hollow Bastion intro still sticks with me. You get into this I'm world and fat. You... I'm Meteor. <laughs> <laughs> Mom said, I'm not fat. I'm, I'm just, just meteor. 
you get into this world and you feel the end game is close. <laughs> You've already lost Kyrie, but in short order, you <laughs> you also lose your best friend, your party, your weapons, and your will to fight. And your girlfriend. You're just pathetically kneeling on the ground, but then Beast, after getting destroyed by Riku, just gets up and walks. He doesn't care that he obviously can't win or doesn't know where he is. He's there to get Bell back. Sora sees that, grabs his crappy wooden sword, and follows him to the castle. That's true, dude. Beast is like a the role catalyst. model. Beast is a role model, dude. Yeah. Shout out to Beast for never giving up, dude. Yeah. His pure will. Beast is about that life. Beast's pure will allowed him to get to Bell and travel the world. His pure strength. Oh my God. You're right. <laughs> Moreover, at this point in the series, he is the only known example of non gummy, non darkness travel. I think Riku remarks on that. His world was destroyed, and the guy teleports the woman he loves out of sheer willpower and belief. Bar none, my favorite Kingdom Hearts one moment. That's true, dude. Beast is canonically the Be- strongest thing. Canonically, <laughs> Beast's will uh, is just undefeated. Undefeatable. Undefeated. Uh, Master Vatqua says, simple and clean opening, absolutely iconic. And then she yeah. included uh, a webcomic. Where it has a man standing next to, I think it's a Penny Arcade one. I could be wrong. Maybe it's not. It's not. Um, but it's a man standing next to a man as a Spotify man. Okay, yeah. And it says, all right, I'm almost finished with the week's Discover playlist. I think I'm really nailing down this sophisticated 80s-inspired synth vibe you got going, but it's missing one final touch. Something you haven't thought about in years, but really cuts to the core of who you are <laughs> in the most embarrassing way possible. And then the person says, is it Simple and Clean by Utada Hikaru? And the Spotify says, it is indeed simple and clean by Utada Hukaru. <laughs> so that's a funny webcomic. I like that. Just One Cracked Tired Phone Boy says, oh. <laughs> I think Another Side, Another Story, and Another Side, Another Story Deep Dive is one of my KH moments, especially with Deep Dive. I can only imagine what was going on theory-wise back in 2000, 2004. The camera angles, sound effects, and stuff is all great, but the cherry on top was the song Another K- Side, Another H- Story. Ray. And one thing I remember fondly was trying to read the sentences that went so fast and it would annoy the hell out of me. <laughs> I also really love the scenes where Kyrie would show up to sheer sore up like the hollow bastion scene. Um, so another side, another story, deep dive is the one that came with final mix. I believe mm. another side, another story is just the regular one, but both of them were just like that. I mean, I loved playing through kingdom hearts one. I really love kingdom hearts one, but that's what hooked me in. Yeah, was like seen like they're like who's the blonde haired kid? What what is it? Wait, what is it? And you couldn't go on YouTube back then and go. I'm just gonna watch this ending. Yeah. So you'd had to play through and beat and some secret darkness ship boy. Yeah. And watch it and just be like, okay, I'm gonna uh, this time. I remember Addison and I did that a couple times. Like, all right, we're gonna watch and see what. Oh, you watch what this one says. I'll watch what this one says. <laughs> like stuff like that. And it's just like <laughs> that's like so much nostalgia for me. Yeah. And there's that cutscene is badass as fuck, dude. Yeah. Like when when Roxas jumps in the air and does like the spinny thing, and then him and Riku going up each other on the yeah. tower, and like the Neo Heartless and the Kingdom Hearts reign. Like that part is so iconic that it's literally in the Xemnas data fight. Right. Right, they're like, "Hey, we got to put this in." Right. We got to put- Oh, it's not just in the data fight. It's in the first Xemnas fight at the World Never Was too. Oh, yeah, I forgot that that, that fight's there. Well, yeah. cuz it's you do Roxas. Yeah, you fight him after Roxas. Yeah. Yep. yep in, in in the in the final mix. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you fight Roxas in the final mix. Um 
Man, dude, we got a lot of questions a week. I thought this was going to be a short episode, but I think we're uh, we're no. trending long. Well, that's yeah. okay. That's all right. We're on pace. Uh, Sean 2.0, Jason's Union, says, <laughs> My favorite Kingdom Hearts memory is exploring Destiny Islands. I first played KH when I was like six years old, so I was very bad at it. I don't think I even made it past Agrabah until I revisited the game years later. Because of this, I replayed the opening sequence on Destiny Islands over and over. To this day, Destiny Islands feels like home to me. I never touched Final Fantasy. This is my first introduction to Selfie, Titus, and Waka. Because of that, I'd spend so much time imagining what their lives were like outside of what we saw. I spent countless hours running around the island trying to figure out how I could get into this main island that was mentioned. I was stupid. To this day, even just hearing the music makes me feel like I'm home. That's true, man. Destiny Island, yeah. like, looking back, I remember when Kingdom Hearts 2 came out, there was a lot of, like, oh, this tutorial is so long and stupid, right? Mm-hmm. Destiny Island tutorial is just as dumb, but because Destiny Island is so good, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Destiny Island, like, Traverse Town is fine and all, but it's not Destiny Island. Yeah. You know, the music, and you're like, oh, we're doing fun stuff. We're kids having fun, you know. The other one's like, go to work. Look for <laughs> this picture. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's just like, it's just as dumb, but it's just, it feels better. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. the overall feel of it is better. Um. Mixed says, when Sora becomes a Heartless, I wasn't expecting this. It was just so cool to me to run around as a Heartless. Plus, it represented Sora's willingness to sacrifice himself for his friends. This is a moment to me that represents Sora as a character. Yeah. Very good. Also, just how them, them feet go, like, real wild when he runs yeah, as a Heartless. It's like, feet, feet, beat on the feet. Deputy Dougie Fresh, which... Dougie Fresh, Dougie I didn't. We Fresh. didn't mention this. He won the first contest. He made a very wholesome, amazing yes. unboxing video with him and his daughter, where they opened up the uh, Dream Rod and the copy of Kingdom Hearts three. Yes, it they filled said, my heart. They said they were gonna pay it forward by giving the copy of Kingdom Hearts three to somebody who didn't have it yet, which is awesome. And that the Dream Rod had a good home with them, and uh, that makes me very excited. Yes, and I'm sure Blue Kingdom is just as excited about it. Uh, and so, thank you. Uh, uh, Dougie for making that video. Yeah, that was that. Bit. We were uh, in the car driving home from the festival that night, and Tara Tara saw it first and pulled it up, and we watched it. And it was it, was, it brought a little tear to my eye. Yeah. It was great. It a was great. Tear. I'm glad. I'm glad you guys won. Um, yeah, fuck everybody else, right? Uh, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, he says, I think one of my favorite moments was during my first playthrough of the game. I was so fascinated by Square's ability to fuse Disney into their story, and the more I played the story, the more I felt like it was missing a major Disney element. By the end of the game, I kept asking myself, where's Mickey? I was so confused, but kept my fingers crossed he would pull through in the end. The final cutscenes start to play out, and as you start closing the door to darkness, wouldn't you know, <clears throat> King Mickey comes busting on screen on on screen to save the day. No shirt, by the way. <coughs> Later, I find out Disney only allowed Square to use him one time in the game, and boy, did they nail it in the head. There is so much to love about KH1, especially because it introduced everyone to the story and the characters we love so much. But I really enjoyed how creative they were with the one opportunity they got with the biggest character in the world of Disney. Bonus on that scene, shirtless Mickey having to be explained in later games. Well done, Square. Dougie Fresh knows what's up. Yeah. Because... <clears throat> That's one of my favorite moments, too, is you're going to close the door. Like, it's the thing. You won, but you did you win? You know, you beat Ansem, yeah. but did you win? Because Riku's not there and Mickey's not there. And you're going to shut the door. Come on, we got to shut the door. And then there's Riku. Come on, Sora. And then there's Mickey. And he's like, we got to close the door. Ha, ha, ha. We got to close this door for good. Yeah. 
come on, Sora. And he uses his fucking keyblade, and you're like, Mickey Mouse is a keyblade. And 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 he doesn't have a shirt on. And and then they close. He's the in door. the realm of darkness. He's in the realm of darkness. And then what was so badass connecting that to Deep Dive is Mickey showing up at the end of Deep Dive, being like, "What up, though?" In his organization hoodie. Wait, when does that happen? That's at the end of Deep Dive, isn't it? May no way is that at th- no that's at the end of Deep Dive. Yeah, because he's in he's in um. The Kingdom Hearts 2 secret movie, he like they show him at the end with like the looking up at looking up at Kingdom Hearts, but yeah. he's not in his hoodie there. No, he's in his his clothes. His clothes, but he's in his hoodie in Deep Dive. When when does that happen? It's at the end of the trailer, I'm pretty sure. Hmm. I could be wrong about that. I don't remember that, but I, I don't know. But no, I think I'm right because I remember being like, "Wow, Mickey Mouse wasn't really in the game," and then you watch that and you go, "Mickey Mouse is definitely gonna be in the next game." You know? <laughs> well, he's definitely wait, but like, isn't he like not in that at all? <laughs> like actually in the game. Kingdom Hearts 2? No, no, no. Like, in that scene. What do you mean? Like, he, he's not in that scene. What scene? In Deep Dive. No, it's, it's it's like when it's showing, like, all the, like, quotes on the screen, and it's flashing to a bunch of different scenes. Then it shows him in, like, his cloak. Oh, okay, I'm okay. pretty sure. I thought you meant, like, he's, like, there. Like, no, he's not there with Roxas and Riku. It shows just, a bunch. Because it shows, like, um, the Dark Margin Beach at one point and it mm. shows it shows hooded hooded Zemnis talking and it shows like it shows a bunch of different things. Oh, okay. It's I not don't remember I haven't seen scene. it in a while. Dude, maybe we'll watch it after this because it's fucking dope. So uh Sean Farmer, also known as Sean's with an X on our on our Discord, yes. says My favorite KH memory was getting to Hollow Bastion the first time and just taking it all in. This was where the Kingdom Hearts lore really amped up and didn't slow down until the end appeared in the bottom left of our screen playing dearly beloved reprised. This is also my second favorite role in the series with Traverse Town being the first. And then he says, Also, I want to share a thought I had about Zigbar in KH3. The sound that plays when he falls is similar to the drop sound in DDD that oh, you guys yeah. mentioned in the theory, where Riku drowning and Zigbar getting cut off from his lines are compared. If this is the sound, then Zigbar dream dropped out of there, explaining why he didn't die. Doesn't dream dropping require a keyblade? And if so, was it his or did he get help? I'm going to share this on the Discord as well in the theory section. And he did. So, oh yeah, because that happens when he like falls off and dies. Right. I don't remember that sound being there. I'll have to look into it. But if it is there, that's like a big oversight on the Sleeping Realms theory for not talking about. Yeah, that. that's true. Um, I mean, has it been updated? I haven't looked at that's it in a while. Hmm. We should look at it and see if there's anything new. Yeah, maybe, maybe throw maybe. it in for a little segment. Well, hey, you know, you're running the show next week, so Oh, that's true. You, I for, I totally forgot. <laughs> if you want to if you want to do that, feel free to throw it in. Um okay. Yeah, that's interesting. I'd like to go back and watch that cutscene and see and see how cool, similar those noises are. Mm. Um cause if, and as for dropping, I don't do you need a keyblade to drop? Is that I think that's the idea. Did you like Yen Sid say that? Yeah, I think so. In order to drop into a sleeping world, you, you have to have a keyblade. Or you just do three lines of coke or some speed balls and just get fucked. <laughs> or you just really like your girl a lot. Yes. Uh, anyway, yeah, that's the question of the week this week. Jason, what's our question of the week next week? All right, so our question of the week next week, even though it's not the anniversary of Kingdom Hearts 2, we're, we're, we're going in we'll order. go down the list. What's your favorite Kingdom Hearts 2 memory, guys? Kingdom Hearts Let 2. Let us know in the question of the week. Remember, you have to answer 
two weeks ago's question of the week, what's your favorite Kingdom Hearts game and why, in the Discord in order to be qualified to win one of those prizes, one of those sweet, sweet charm keyblades oh, yeah. as made by Blue Kingdom, one of a kind, Terra Van Aqua. I wish I could win one, but I can't. I'm just, I don't know why I keep thinking of this. I'm just freaking peeved, dude. About? They just wasted Zaldin, dude. It's so fucked. Yeah, you're pretty mad about Zaldin. Yeah. I'm guessing next week we're going to talk a lot about Zaldin being wasted. Yeah. Like when you it's run the episode. It's so dumb, dude. Like, uh, he's number three. I, um, Blue Kingdom actually dropped a lot of facts. I have a hair in my mouth. Yeah, he, he, he was putting a lot of fun facts on there. He was putting a lot of facts on the Discord, and one of them being that originally Nomura was going to give the new organization or the real organization ranks, Numbers. but it would have been confusing. For example, Zemnis going from one to three. Yeah. You know? So that's cool. Anyway, speaking of Blue Kingdom, we have our Ansem Rapport Rapport for this week. Take it away, Blue Kingdom. Ansem's report, nine. Simply astonishing. Today, I had a guest from another world. He is a king, and his vessel is built of the material that composed the meteors. He called the pieces gummy blocks. It seemed that my opening the door has opened a path to interworld travel. We talked for countless hours, but one story in particular caught my interest. That of a key called the Keyblade. The Keyblade is said to hold phenomenal power. One legend says its wielder saved the world, while another says that he wrought chaos and ruin upon it. I must know what this keyblade is. A key opens doors. It must be connected to the door I have opened. So you're telling me Mickey taught fucking Xehanort. Is that, yes. About motherfucking gummy blocks and keyblades. Yes. Just like. The world order. Do you also uh, want anyway, to know? Anyway, Report 9 can be obtained from defeating Captain Hook in Kingdom Hearts 1. And you're right. It is kind of strange that Mickey was just... I mean, he doesn't say it was Mickey Mouse. Okay. He said he's a king. He's a king, and he came in on a gummy ship. But you're telling me, like... Also, maybe... that doesn't fact check with the lore, either. Because he, he shoots around with, with the little star wayfinder thing. You're right. This Hold is, on here. See, some, the answer reports are bullshit, this dude. This is bullshit. I, the Kate's one ones, they might as well all be redacted. Not right. going to lie. Well, then it doesn't even say Mickey had a Keyblade. He says he told a story about a Keyblade. It's like, oh, it's a different king. <laughs> oh, that, that wasn't me. That was uh, King... Uh, <laughs> Ah, uh, uh, King Dicky. Ha ha ha. That wasn't me. I, I, uh, I definitely didn't break the New World Order. Ha. The New World Order. Ha ha ha. Ha me Mickey Mouse. No, I'm not. I'm, uh, the King Mickey. I didn't, uh, 
I didn't teach the, the, the arch nemesis of your whole game what all this shit is. Ha ha ha. And I uh, definitely didn't ring a bell to him, even though he's he knew of this shit already. He just lost his memory. Ha ha. You know, because he's controlled by Xehanort. Wait, who's Xehanort? Ha ha, I don't know anything. Hi, might... Tara. <laughs> uh, hi, Tara. Ha. I, I organized all yeah, this that shit. Yeah, that also doesn't track either. No. Because it's I... fucking Tara. Well, I thought it was Tara, but he had white hair. So... I yeah, because he, he recognizes him in right, BBS. Right, so is this written... Okay, hold on. This I, is, I'm, I'm putting out the bat signal. I need Mel from the Secret Reports to help me with this. Yeah. Because... This doesn't check. This, this doesn't, does this not... doesn't track. So, because she told us that these are written by Ansem Secret Darkness, a.k.a. Yes. Having taken the, the, the name of Ansem. Having taken the name of Ansem. But, Mickey... I thought I, in the Kingdom Hearts, she's like, I thought I recognized that as Terra. Like he says something like that. So what is Mickey Mouse just a big liar? Has Nomura just like because of the retconning made Mickey Mouse just look like an absolute douchebag? Yeah. Like, yeah, because like, he made it so he didn't have a shirt, and then he had to explain why he didn't have a shirt, and then he. Oh, this is making my brain hurt, Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse, why are you making my brain hurt, bro? I don't like it. No, I don't like it. Anyway, Mel from The Secret Reports, if you're listening, please explain this to me. Help me out here. I know you're busy doing other things. Because like, I could be misremembering that. But, like, when Aqua goes to fight Dark Dark, Dark Terra or whatever, doesn't Mickey go with her at one point? Like, to bring her there or something? I don't think so. No? No. She just rolls up to that square by herself. She rolls up, yeah. He's there to help Ventus with Vanitas. He helps Ventus fight Vanitas at one point, mm. and you can team up with him. But he doesn't help Aqua with uh, Terranort. Like, yeah, he's not there in the fight. But I thought gets, maybe he gets bodied or something. Well, he gets. I think there's the in the um, the Keyblade Graveyard fight. He gets bodied by that thing. That like he's gonna be there, and then he's like, "Oh no!" Like it 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 teleports him. The thing he uses to travel. Oh. He's like, oh, no! And then he gets, you know, taken yeah. away. And then you don't see him again in that game. I'm pretty sure. Wait, yeah. Okay, yeah, so... Did he build gummy ships or not? Right. Did he build gummy ships or not? He talked to Terra, but, like, just doesn't realize it's Terra. Doesn't realize it's Terra possessed silver by hair. Zanor, you know? <laughs> Because, like, it, the the new art style for him is it's literally just Terra with silver hair. Right. Where before he kind of looked more like Zemnis. Zemnis, yeah. Or he like looked, like Ansem S.O.D. He, looks Zem, he looked like a mix between the two. And now he just looks like Terra. Yeah. So, yeah, this... Uh, Mel, Secret Reports, help us yeah, out. Help is us this out. just bullshit? Or what, are, are we missing something? Anyway, thank you to Blue Kingdom for reading the Secret... Or the Ansem Report, number nine. Um, number ten... Next week is a doozy. Um, I a think doozy. I don't really know. <laughs> I don't really read ahead. I'm just bullshitting. I'm just bullshitting. So anyway, the question of the week next week, like we said, what's your favorite Kingdom Hearts 2 memory? Hit us up with that. Enter the contest if you want. Follow us on Discord. Follow us on uh, Twitter at Spaghetti Bros. Follow us on YouTube. Subscribe on YouTube if you're listening on Apple. If you're listening on YouTube, follow us. Download us on on, on Apple or Spotify. 
leave us an Apple review if you want. We like reading those. Um, we are the 327th video game podcast in Malaysia. So shout out to all our friends hell in Malaysia. Yeah. Uh, hell yeah, brother. Uh, but yeah. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening and watching. We will be back next week, episode 37, where Jason is going to run the podcast. I run the show. He runs the show. We're gonna. I'm going to have no knowledge of what we're talking about. He's just going to go into it. It's kind of it's a role reversal. Yeah. Because I don't tell Jason anything we're talking about. No. He likes to be surprised. Yeah. Because then it's just like my genuine reaction to stuff. Right. This time I will be the surprised one. Yes. I'll be the the guinea pig. Yes. I will still wear my Riku hoodie. I will have never taken it off. I a week it, later. It's so tight that I cannot take it off. Anyway, Jason, let him let him have it. Me Give your it to heart. Him. I'm sorry. Don't fucking ever Tara. talk over me when I'm doing it. Tara. Tara. You're the most tight ass. Tara. Tara. Such a good friend. I can see your abs through your shirt. They pay like these prestigious actors to (laughs) fucking go. Anyway, hit hit him with it. May your heart be your guiding key.